John chapter 9, when you find your place, do ask you to kindly stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message today. John chapter 9, we're going to look at verse 1, and then we're going to look at verses 6 and 7, and then by way of an introduction, we're going to look at several other scripture, but I'm glad that one day Jesus looked my way. Amen. Amen. John chapter 9 and verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Look at verse 6 and 7. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpreted sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. I'm glad we serve a God that can give sight back to the blind. That can save a poor, wretched soul and can help us in our dire need. But I'm glad one day Jesus looked my way and seen me in my condition and sent grace my way. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you, Lord, for what it means to us. We thank you for the good songs of Zion. God, I pray that you'd give me help today, dear God, for there'll be no preaching unless you help me. And God, I pray, Lord, that if you'll have your will and way in this service, God, I'll surely give you praise, honor, and glory for it. I pray that you'd illuminate the scripture to my mind. And God, I pray that you'd just give me a special anointing today from above. To where I may preach your word. I'll surely thank you for what you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Somebody asked me earlier what makes you preach shorter. I said, you, you, you preach me real good. You say amen every once in a while. I'll preach hard. I'll preach fast and we'll go on. But if I have to preach and say amen too, we might be here a while. Amen. So uh, uh, some of y'all, y'all might get woke up now. All right. But uh, as we look into the Scripture, I want us to see the purpose of this Scripture. And I want you to look with me just by the way of introduction as we lay the groundwork for the message. Look at verse number 2 in John chapter 9. The Bible says, And His disciples asked Him, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. In other words, the purpose of this man being born blind, and let me just go ahead and settle that today. Uh, Right now, that man was born blind. It wasn't because of sin the man was born blind, but he was born blind to where God could do a work in this man and the world could see the power of Almighty God. That was the purpose of this man being blind. That's the purpose of God uh, uh, touching those blinded eyes and he came away seeing. Now, I want you to look at the people here that started to question in verse 9 and verse 10. or Let's start with verse 8 through about verse 10. The Bible said, The neighbors therefore, and they which were before had seen him, was he he was blind, said, Is this not he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he, 
Others said, He is like him, but he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes open? You see, a lot of times people question the power of God. A lot of times people don't believe in the power of God. So these people were saying, It must be somebody that looked like the blind beggar. And some were saying, Surely this is not the same man. So they began to question God. I'm here to tell you, church, we serve the same God today, yesterday, and forever. He's the same God that healed back then, can heal in the days in which we live. I've seen it done. You've seen it done. And you know God is no respecter of person when it comes to that. And time does not pay a factor. Notice the people, but notice the parents. In John chapter 9, let's look at verse 19 and then verse 23 of what the Bible says. And they asked Him, saying, Is this your son who you say was blind? How he hath done, or how he hath then doth he now see? Therefore said his parents in verse 23, He is of age, asked him. You see, they claimed their son, but they didn't defend the son because they was in fear of the Pharisees. They was in fear of people coming against them. The parents knew that that was their son. They claimed him as their son. And he said, hey, if you want to know about it, go ask him. What a better place to get the truth from the horse's mouth. Amen. Don't take your parents' word for it. Go to that person that has actually experienced something in God. Oh, if you want to know something about me today, the best source to find it out on me is not the internet. It's not a neighbor down the road. It's to come to me and ask me and I can tell you. Amen. And that is the best way uh, that we can tell uh, others about the Lord Jesus Christ. But look at those stinking Pharisees there in verse 13 through 16. And then I'm going to read again in verse 24 through 27. But verse 13, they brought it to the Pharisees, him that aforetime was blind. And it was of the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then, then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and do see. Therefore, says some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Isn't that like some people today? They want to be so uh, uh, legalistic about things that they can't get anything done for God. Listen, if Jesus wants to heal somebody on a Sunday, then bless the Lord, allow Him to heal somebody on Sunday. Amen. But the Pharisees were all in an uproar and all upset. Look at verse number 24, same chapter. The Bible says, Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether ye be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they unto him again, What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered, I have told you already. And ye did not hear. Wherefore would ye hear it again? Will ye also be his disciples? You see the Pharisees refused to believe that Jesus healed this man and refused to believe that he is the son of the living God. So they decided that Jesus was a sinner himself and threw this former blind man out of the church for believing upon Jesus. May I say today we don't need to throw him out of the 
the church. We need to bring them in the church. Amen. We need to take the word of God from what's inside of here and move it outside the walls of this church. There's somebody hurting today. There's somebody that needs salvation today. There's somebody that needs the Lord Jesus today. I guarantee you if we could go to the community of Landrum, South Carolina who has been through all this tragedy as of late, you go there, you'll find somebody that's in the need of the Lord. And I'm glad to know it doesn't matter if it's on Sunday, it doesn't matter if it's Wednesday, Saturday night, late, or whatever it may be. I know that we serve a God that can bring peace. I know we serve a God that can heal the blinded eyes. And most of all, I know and understand, Brother David, we serve a God that can save an old sinner like me. I'm glad he looked at me one day and seen me in the condition I was as he looked at this blind man and seen the condition he was in. But then I want you to see that peacemaker before we get to the main message this morning. Verse 35 through 38. Guess who the peacemaker is? (laughs) Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus looked his way. He fixed his problem. How many times can you say that the Lord's looked your way in the midst of your problems and fixed whatever you was in? We serve a God of that nature today. Don't try to water down the gospel. Don't try to water down grace this morning. Because we serve a God in heaven, my friend, that can take care of every need that we have and He can get you that are spiritually blind today and give you some spiritual sight to where you can gain heaven when you leave this world. And may I say, we're all going to leave this world one day. Amen. But number one this morning, Jesus looked my way with care. Amen. He looked with care. Verse number 1 said, Jesus passed by and saw a man which was blind. See, I'm sure glad that when I was blinded by sin and couldn't see the Savior nor my sins, Jesus looked my way with care. He looked my way with care and cared about my soul. My soul was dark. My soul was dirty. But Jesus came along and forgave me of all of my sin. I'm glad that He looked and cared about my soul, but He also looked my way and cared about my salvation. He saved me and made me a part of the family of God. He saved me and made me a part of the flock. I'm so thankful that that day in January of 1993, uh, the third to be exact, uh, that he looked my way and saw an old lost sinner on his way to hell. And then God convicted my heart. And then I just, tears began to flow like a river. And down to an altar of prayer I had to go. I was broken down by the Holy Ghost of God. God knocked out the gable into my soul and when he knocked it out I accepted him as Lord of my life listen you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ if you're going to be saved one preacher told me just the other day I don't know how true it is I hadn't looked it up he said well did you hear what the Pope said the other week I said no I didn't hear what the Pope said what did the Pope say they said oh the Pope is saying that you don't need a relationship with Jesus Christ you just need a relationship with the church 
church. I'm here to tell you, you can have all the relationship with the church if you want. You can have a relationship with this pastor today if you want. But the church nor this preacher can save you uh, from a devil's hell. But there is one that can. His name's Jesus. And he can clean you up no matter what you've been in. No matter where you've been. And no matter what you've done. There's nothing so great that our God can't forgive and give you salvation that is full and free. I'm glad that He looked my way with care. Amen. He looked my way with care about my safety. You see, God's house is a place of safety. You remember the story about the Good Samaritan? He took the wounded man to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him until I get back. That's exactly what God wants us to do. We are to go out and see those that are wounded by sin. We're trying to restore them. I try to win them to the Lord by God's marvelous grace. Bring them into a hospital for sinners, being the church house, and to disciple them and to train them to be what they need to be in God. That good Samaritan got that wounded man, took him to the innkeeper and said, care for him until I get back. Listen, you know what the church is doing? Caring for the saints until Jesus comes back. But here, listen to this. That, that, that good Samaritan also said this. He said, here's some money to take care of him. And if that's not enough, when I come back by, I'll make up for it. Can I tell you today, Jesus has already paid it in full. And when he comes back, he's going to claim his prize. And the prize is you and I that are saved and on our way to heaven today. Listen, it wouldn't surprise me if God didn't open up the heavens this morning and the trumpets sound and we leave here with a shout of glory from the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that he looked your way with safety? God's heaven is a place of safety. And one day all God's children are going to be there and we'll be there forevermore. I don't know about you, but I get a little excited to know that I'm going to a place where there's no more death, where there's no more disease and there's no more disasters and no more devastation and bless God there's no more devil to have to deal with to try to destroy everything. Thank God Jesus looked my way and cared for my soul, my salvation and my safety. May I say God wants to take care of you today. I'm glad I don't serve a God that I have to keep up. Amen. I serve one that takes care of me. But number two, I'm trying to hurry. I know you're getting hungry already. I hear your belly's growling. <laughs> Jesus looked my way with not only care, but He looked my way with compassion. Amen. Matthew chapter 9. Let me read it to you. Verse 35 and 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad. And a sheep having no shepherd. Thank God he had compassion on me. I would not have a home. I would not have hope. I would not have help. Amen. His compassion gave me a good home. Jesus lives in my home. Joy lives in my home. And His compassion gave me a glorious home. Let me tell you what one preacher used to say. Y'all remember this back on the back row. You'll remember this. He said, me and my wife, we ain't never had a fuss. We ain't never had a fight or an argument. You might hear us reasoning things out about three miles down the road. I don't know of any perfect homes today. But I'm glad I've got joy in my home. And I'm glad I've got Jesus in my home. And I'm glad God gives me compassion to where I can have a home and I can have hope. You see, no hope leads to heartache this morning. No hope leads to hell. Jesus looked my way with compassion and said, I'm going to save Todd Black from heartache and hell. And that's what Jesus did for me. That's what Jesus did 
for you. I, listen, I would not have a help today. Jesus helps me overcome the trials of life. He helps me overcome the temptations in life. He helps me to overcome the troubles in life. Can you imagine how bad life would be if we did not have the help of the good Lord to look after us? Hey, we've got a great shepherd in the Lord Jesus Christ today. Amen. Number three, Jesus looked my way with cleansing. Hey, we need cleansed from sin. Oh, preacher, do you mean we need to always ask for forgiveness of sin? Hey, it don't hurt none. <laughs> huh? Listen, when you do something you ain't got no business doing, and you got sin in your life after you've been saved, thank God John 1, 9's in the Bible. Amen. Amen. What do you mean? Listen, we ought to live a day in forgiveness. Amen. And asking for forgiveness. Because the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's all of it. Amen. You know what all means in the Hebrew, don't you? All. All. That's every bit of it. From smack dab to little smack dab to the little bit to the end. Amen. It's all. All means all today. We need cleansed from sin. We must be cleansed from the hideous sin, the horrifying sin, the hellish sins that come our way. Uh, and cleansed from well, listen, we need to be cleansed from self. People don't understand that, but let me read you some scripture that'll explain it to you. Second uh, Corinthians seven one. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, protecting holiness in the fear of God. Amen. Jesus, you see, cleanses us from sin and teaches us to cleanse ourselves from all the filthy flesh and spirit that we live with. Right. Hey, we need we need cleansing. Amen. The flesh desires wickedness. The flesh desires worldliness. But we must cleanse ourselves from this flesh by living a sanctified life. What a sanctified life. It just means leaving, living separated. Amen. Listen, I wouldn't give you two cents for anybody's salvation that said that they can be saved today and go out and live like they want to tomorrow. That just ain't biblical today. Hey, now listen, when Jesus saves you, you're a new creature. You're a new creature in Christ. Amen. You're going to want to go to church. You're going to want to do the things of God. You're going to want to do the saith the word. And listen, when Jesus comes in, it changes everything. It'll change your demeanor. It'll change your family. It'll change your life from the inside that is out. He'll change it all. And I'm glad that he does. Amen. Number four, Jesus looked my way with comfort. Aren't you glad we've got a comforter? 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to preach. You was sounding real good, but now you done got a little quiet on me, so I'm going to have to preach a little slower. So you're going to get hungry now, I'm telling you. <laughs> the Bible says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comfort us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Thank God He still looks my way with comfort. When Brooke Fowler called a Saturday night, weeping, she had done sent me a text message about 11.30, 11.45, and said, Preacher, please be praying. Something's wrong with Papa. I said, Yes, dear, I'll be praying. Tina said, tell her I'll be praying too. I said, okay, Tina's going to be praying too. We're going to be praying. And I said, you go over there and see what's wrong with Papa. 
I've done been down this road. I didn't feel very confident about what was going on at that home because I knew that something bad had done happened. A lot of times they tell people, come on over here, you know, so-and-so's really bad or really sick, and they won't tell them that they've passed where they can get them there, you know, without trying to make a wreck of their lives in the car or whatever, uh, trying to get there. And uh, she called the house about uh, 10 after 12 uh, Saturday morning, and she was crying. And she was weeping. And uh, that girl loved her papa. And said, Preacher, my papa's passed away. We had prayed for Mr. Cole for many years. He had been sick for a long time. God gave him grace for many years. Amen. The only thing that I could tell that young lady was this. Dear, let me tell you. <laughs> the God of all comfort is the one that's going to care for you. Amen. The God of all comfort will be the one that wraps his loving arms around you and your family while you're hurting because of your grandfather. And I, I reiterated that to a text message to her yesterday. And she sent a message back and she said, Thank you, preacher. She said, I've got peace about it. And God's got this under control. You see, that is the God of comfort that we serve. You see, He comforts me with His power today. Amen. He comforts us with His power. Isaiah 49, 13 says, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted His people, and He'll have mercy on His afflicted. You see, it's the comfort of the Spirit of God that will give you revival deep down inside. It is the comfort of the Savior that gives me rest in the middle of the night. And it's the same God of comfort that allowed her to sleep and to rest. It's the same God of comfort that will help you when you go through and you lose that loved one that you love so graciously. Listen, I'm so glad that the Lord looked my way sometimes. And I'm glad He looks my way and sees that I need reviving in my soul and my heart. And He sends me the rest that I need need and he sends power my way to help me to know that I can walk another mile and I can preach another message and I can sing another song. Listen, I don't have to be first, tops, best. I'm just glad that I'm on the same team. Amen. I'm just glad that I'm on the team with God's people and you should be glad you're on the team of God's people. But he comforts me with his presence. He says in Isaiah 51 verse 1 or verse 12 rather, he says I, even I, am he that comforteth you. See, his, pre his presence will come and comfort you when you feel alone, when you feel afraid, and when you're adrift. It's the God of heaven that comes along and speaks to your heart and comforts you and brings you to the place to where you need to be. We cannot stay steady and stay on course uh, uh, to the home in heaven uh, without the presence of the Lord uh, in my life. Listen, we can, listen, let me, let me just be honest with you. Uh, and, down to the point, and I try my best to always do that, but this is where the rubber meets the road. You can have all the finances that you want. You can have all the people that you want. You can have the biggest buildings that you want today, but without the presence of Almighty God, we're in trouble. We're in trouble if we don't have the presence of Almighty God. Give me the presence of God. Give me the anointing of God. And everybody else can have all the other stuff. They can have the huge fancy buildings 
chains and chandeliers uh, that can have the huge thousands of people coming to a crowd. Uh, but listen, I'm here to tell you today, I just want to be around God's people where the Spirit of God flows uh, and speaks to His people to where we can feel Him move amongst our midst. Amen. Uh, he comforts me with His presence, but He comforts me with His promises. Uh, uh, the Bible says in Psalms 119 and verse 50, This is my comfort and my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. You see, His word is a covenant and an oath to His children. His word is a commitment and an obligation uh, to His children. You see, that blind man would still have been blind had the Lord not looked His way. And the blind man would have still been lost and in hell today had not the Lord uh, looked His way. I look way back in the distant past and in the, uh, and in the not so distant past and realize that I would have been a mess had not the Lord looked my way. I'm glad He looks my way. I'm glad He gave me a second chance. I'm glad He gave me a chance at life. I'm glad that He saved my soul. Amen. Aren't you glad that He looked your way today? And in conclusion, just look at here. Let me just answer this question. Aren't you glad Jesus looked your way? Because He looks your way with care because He loves you and cares for you. He looks your way with compassion because He is really trying to reach you and He loves you. He, he, he looks your way with cleansing because He's the only one that can forgive you of your sins. And He looks with, to you in comfort because He's the only one that can comfort you uh, uh, the way that you need to be comforted. People look outside the church. They look outside of God's Word and God Himself in an attempt to try to find the things of life to give them comfort and care and compassion. But listen, can I say this today? You'll not find it in this world. World, but you'll find it in a living God the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one today that can help you. He is the one uh, that can give you the help that you need. I'm glad that He looked my way. I'm glad He looked my wife's way. I'm glad He still looks our way and gives us intuition about things in life that you need to take heed of. And listen, you know, you know first, first, people say first impressions mean a lot. That's true. First impressions do mean a lot. First instincts mean a lot as well. Like if you're thinking about doing something or, or somebody's, you know, you're thinking about going here or going there. I'm not, think, I'm not saying anything bad, but, you know, something just tells you, ah, that's probably not a good idea to do that. And then you go ahead and do it anyway, maybe out of a favor. And like I say, it's not bad. You just do it out of a favor for somebody. And then you get to thinking and then it, 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 just, it was just all bad from the get-go. And you look back and you say, you know what? I should have followed my first instinct on that. First instincts mean a lot. They mean a lot. And I learn more and more of that each and every day that I live. And that I minister to people. First instincts. It's usually God trying to tell you something. I'm glad He looks on me and speaks to our heart today. Because you know what? Where would we be if we didn't have a God in heaven to love us? Where would we be if we didn't have a God in heaven to look upon us? Aren't you glad He looked on you one day? Amen. Seen you spiritually blind. And you needed Christ. And then He had that compassion for you. And He kept bothering you while you sat in the pew. He kept bringing conviction upon you while you sat there. And the care that He gives us. You know, we're, we're here today and able to worship in this sanctuary in the care of God that He's 
given us that we can't find out in this world. And you're not going to find. He gives us the comfort that we need. And he gives us the cleansing that we desire and need in our hearts and lives. You see, preacher, you mean you got to go and ask for forgiveness every day? Listen, you might want to ask more than once a day. Doesn't the Bible say we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God? We've all fallen short. Isn't it amazing how God, when He lives in your heart, and you willfully sin and you know that you sin, conviction comes upon you and begins to tear your heart up and you say, I need to go to God in prayer. That's the Holy Spirit of God convicting you on the inside. But it's the Lord Jesus looking down upon you. Trying to keep us right. Trying to keep us straight. Listen, we're not going to be perfect. But I'm glad we do serve a perfect God today. Amen. I want you to stand across this building. Lila comes around and plays us a song of invitation. We're not going to sing. She's just going to play. And uh, I'm going to pray. Lead us in this prayer. And you know, maybe there's something in your life that needs to be confessed today. And I got news for you. You don't have to confess them to me. I can't help you. <laughs> but I know the one that can. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we're here today, I can be so thankful unto God. And what He's done for me. The compassion that He's given me. What about you today? Do you need help? Do you desire help from heaven? I'm going to say this prayer. If you're here, you're lost. This prayer is for you. If you're here, you're lost. Jesus will save you. If you're here, you've been saved. You've just grown cold on God. You need some repentance in your heart and life. Get back on track with God. This, this prayer and invitation is for you. Maybe you're here and you just want to thank God for those blessings of care, compassion, cleansing, and comfort. He can give it to you today. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, I've done all I could do today. And Father, I pray with, Lord, all assurance of knowing that you can help my friends. And God, as some are already praying, God, I pray that if there be anyone else that be in the pew today that needs prayer, God, they'd come have a little talk with you. And Father, I'll surely thank you, give you praise, honor, and glory for everything you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You come, you join these others as they pray.